To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your far from Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. Here at Miles from Main Street, our preferred travel agency is Magical Vacations by Kimberly. Kimberly is a Disney expert and can handle all of your Disney planning needs. She can also plan Universal and all major cruise lines. Contact Kimberly at Magical Vacations by Kimberly at Yahoo.com. And find her on Facebook and Instagram under Magical Vacations by Kimberly. So today on Miles from Main Street, we've got Hollywood Studios versus Animal Kingdom Fight. We are going to go over these two resorts and uh see which one's better uh i feel like we need like the mortal Kombat music (laughs) video game like ready or street fighter you know that's that's (laughs) that's what i was going for um but it's not i mean let's be honest both these both these resorts are great um i it's it's so hard to do something like this uh but i really kind of wanted to uh just put this out there and see uh, put these two resorts up against each other and see which one truly is the better resort. Um, we're kind of taking feelings out of it. Um, we might have some better feelings towards one or the other, but we're going to kind of go with straight facts, like who's got what. Um, and uh, we're going to go with that. We're going to try to give you guys uh, an unbiased look into these two resorts and uh, give you the winner. So we have a couple categories uh, that we're going to have in, in this. Uh, first one, obviously, rides. Uh, who's got the best rides? Um, who's got the most rides? Uh, stuff like that. Um, dining. Uh, who's got the better dining options? We've got uh, the park layout. Do, does the park make sense? We've got park theming. Uh, is the theme to the whole park cohesive? And then we've got entertainment. Um, what kind of stuff can you go and see? Uh, some some of these uh, things actually don't exist anymore or or are kind of on hold because of COVID. Uh, so we're going to go with uh, the pre-COVID idea of these parks because who knows what these parks will look like in the future. But we know w- what they did look like uh, in their prime. So we're going we're, we're gonna to go with that. Um, it's a high possibility that most of those things can come back or will come back in a certain way. But we're going to go with what we know, and that's uh, what we know and love, and uh, that's these parks in their prime. So again, we've got Hollywood Studios versus Animal Kingdom. First one coming out of the gate, rides. Um, so I, this, this is actually a pretty hard one for me, too, uh, because I do think that Animal Kingdom has some pretty great rides. Hollywood Studios has some amazing rides. Um, And honestly, this is two heavy hitters right away because they've got some of the best rides on property, both of these resorts. Um, Just some of the 
like probably two of the best rides. And the first, the first one coming to mind is um, Flight of Passage, and then obviously the the big gorilla in the room, um, Rise of the Resistance. That's, I mean, the big one. Uh, honestly, those are probably like two top rides right now. Um, so it would be kind of hard for me. Uh, so you really kind of have to look at what else uh, the, the resort has. And for me, um, Animal Kingdom has like two or three other pretty decent rides. Uh, and then everything else, um, I wouldn't say is like subpar, but just kind of like things that are there, like things that like I don't get too too excited about um things like dinosaur like that's a pretty awesome ride but i i'm not like gonna be running the dinosaur as soon as i get to the park um uh i am not a huge fan of the um safari ride um what's it called Kilimanjaro safaris. Kilimanjaro safari. That you, you can see how little uh, interested I am, how how, how uninterested I am with that ride. Uh, I think Kilim- it was a lot better when you had the little red story going on when they when they first opened it. But it, I find it still enjoyable. Yeah, and and, and uh, I have to say, the last time I went on it, it was a lot of fun. We we got to go on it pretty early, but for the most part, that's kind of like a math for me, like. It's it's a decent ride, uh, but it's not something I feel like I have to go on all the time. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know, I just feel like at Animal Kingdom, after you kind of, you hit your big hitters, uh, obviously Everest, um, Flood of Passage, um, I mean, Navi River Journey could also be one, but that's another one where I think just because so Pandora is so popular, uh, it kind of gets a little overhyped. Um, it's a pretty cool ride. And I, love, I love the animatronic there. But again, it's kind of like, eh, like I could go without it. Like I don't have to ride it. Um, and then you flip over to Hollywood Studios. And I feel like that's just like hit after hit after hit where it's just, I just feel like they've got a lot of the big rides there that I just love going on and that are just like some of my favorite rides. Um, I mean, tower of terror. That's, I, that's my favorite ride on property. Like I, I love that ride and the theming to that ride is great. Um, and I think that's probably why it's so good. And it's just like in that corner you got Hollywood studio or you've got, um, tower of terror and you've got rock and roll coaster, just two super iconic rides. And then on the other side of the park, you've got Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run. Again, two just huge rides that are just so great. Um, and in the middle, you've got um, Toy Story Land, which has Slinky Dog Dash, another great ride. So I've, I definitely feel like Hollywood Studios has... I, I would say I'm putting it down right now on paper... Uh, Kylo says that Hollywood Studios has the better rides. Um, not by a whole lot, because again, both of these resorts have pretty stellar rides. Um, but I would have to say, I definitely think Hollywood Studios uh, inches out Animal Kingdom in the rides category. Well, first of all, I need to not to be a word Nazi, but you keep saying resorts, and to me, a resort <laughs> is where I sleep. 
and I go to the theme park for fun. So I, I would use parks as the term here. So I got to stop you and just, I don't know, like, okay, Mikhailo, we're going to the park. Um, for sure. So and I, 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 get- I, yeah, I, I hear resorts every so often too, when people are um, referring to the parks. And so sometimes I, I mix those two up. Okay. Well, now that I got that out of the way, <laughs> um, you know, I, there are a lot of things at animal kingdom that I really do enjoy. Uh, our last trip, we did hit pretty much everything we wanted to. Um, and we were done by one thirty. I think that right there is a downfall for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do enjoy the safari. I love Everest. I love flight of passage. The river rides great and dinosaur is fun, right? But that's where it stops. You got the five rides. And what did you name? You named six, seven rides over at um, Hollywood Studios just off the top of your head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so right there, Hollywood Studios is beating in number alone of things you can do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you want to flip the coin a little bit, what if, I mean, Hollywood Studios just finished a big redo. They just added five brand new rides. Okay. What if those rides were 10, 20 years old at this point? Would they still be as popular as they are? You look at Tower of Terror and, and Rock and Roller Coaster, and they are. They are still really popular. Um, you know, Rock and Roller Coaster is the only one that goes upside down. Um, my kids love it. They feel it's their favorite. I think it's it's up there against Everest for me. Um, you know, if you ask me my favorite coaster on property, it's going to be Big Thunder Mountain. But when we're looking at the two of them, that's a hard one. You know, I, I think Everest might actually be a little better than Rock and Roller Coaster, but that's a hard one for me to pick. Um, but you look at like Slinky Dog. No one's ranking that coaster up at the top right um so 10 years from now is that still going to be as popular as it is i think alien swirling saucers has already been deemed um not that great (laughs) you know uh but it's still fun you know it's another filler ride that that animal kingdom doesn't have right well i guess they they kind of do we've we forget about triceratops spin Nobody mm-hmm. really talks about that one. Um, so they've got six. We're still at, <laughs> you know, eight, nine, whatever it might be. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of look at the newness of things over at, at Hollywood Studios. And I wonder if it was 10 years from now, would it still have the the luster that it has now, you know? I think Star Wars is probably going to last for quite a while. The excitement <laughs> around it. Um, you know, they're going to expand. I, I can only imagine they're going to expand after the, the hotel is done. Maybe it'll take a little while for them to do it. Who knows? Um, but, you know, I kind of have to agree with you, though. I'm going to have to agree that Hollywood Studios does get the nod here. Uh if for no other reason than pure numbers. 
Yeah. And, and again, it's, I totally see what you're talking about where it's kind of like if, cause Hollywood studios did just go through a big refurb. So everything's a little bit more new. Everything's a little more exciting. Um, I don't know, but I, I do feel like everything that they put in um, is going to have longevity. Um, and so I'm pretty confident in, in something like that, that a lot of, I mean, it's just star Wars land. That's good. That's going to have longevity. Um, Toy Story Land, I could I could see being being pretty into that for a while. I mean, it's I I know I would be because it's my favorite movie. Um, but I I can see what you're saying about um, Slinky Dog Dash. Um, it is kind of a short coaster, but I don't. There's just something uh, something about it that is very whimsical, whimsical and fun um, that I enjoy. But that's a that's a good thought thought provoking question is. Uh, if something like that is going to have longevity and how we're going to feel about that in 10 years. Um, well, and I, if you look at uh, Toy Story Mania, I can remember when that was the most popular ride in all of mm-hmm. Disney World. Yep. Like that was the one that you worked the hardest to get on, right? Um, and I think that's an afterthought. I mean, how far into the show are we now? And, and this is the first time we mentioned it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. Toy Story Land, I I wanted it to be better than it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's good, um, and I think it might be at its full potential at this point. Um, you've got three rides in that land. Uh, you've got some pretty good theming going on, but you know, other than adding the restaurant that they're they've got coming, there's not much more you can do there, and that bothers me. Like I love the toy story movies I have from the day the first one came out, but and I, I guess I just wanted a little bit more out of it. Um, so that, you know, if you take that out though, and you put the rest of the park against animal kingdom, I think you still need to give the nod to Hollywood studios. For sure, yeah, and I, and I feel like sometimes um, this has always kind of been in the back of my head, uh, but I've never really said it or expressed it in any way. But I do feel like Toy Story Land uh, kind of got California adventured, <laughs> where they yeah. kind of they didn't really pour enough money into it. They weren't able to get as creative as they could have with it uh, because they knew they had that juggernaut of um, Star Wars Land coming in. So, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I see, I see what you're saying <laughs> and, uh, I totally agree. Uh, but I mean, yeah, even, even taking out Toy Story Land, uh, I still would think Hollywood Studios has better rides. So, uh, we are in agreement. Uh, Hollywood Studios wins in the ride category. Now, uh, let's go into dining. Um, I have uh, a pretty big judgment coming up right away, uh, and that is, I'm just going to say it, Animal Kingdom has better dining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's, it's really kind of, it's not even really close. Uh, if, if you kind of look at, look at it on paper, you might think so, um, but, but I don't know. I've just never, I've had some pretty decent dining opportunities in Hollywood Studios, but I don't know. It's just kind of desolate. There's just really not 
much going on um, in the world of dining at Hollywood Studios. Most of the time, um, I end up um, choosing dinner somewhere else. I end up making a reservation um, on that day, either at like downtown Disney or or somewhere else, and I don't even uh, eat in that park. Uh, I have before, um, but it's not. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to it's hard to get reservations there just because there's just not as many um, dining opportunities there. Uh, their only real signature sit down restaurant is the Brown Derby. Uh, everything else is kind of uh, like we've got you've got a couple other sit down restaurants, but they're not as kind of like high class or um, like really too fancy. Um, but yeah, it's just always kind of the vibe that I've gotten from Hollywood Studios is that it's just not not that great for dining. Um, there, there's some pretty, pretty, pretty great places there, like the Brown Derby, and um, I've talked about Mama Muller's before, and and that was a lot of fun. Um, Sci-fi dining theater, um, I hear, is really cool. Uh, I hear the food isn't that great, uh, and then there's also. There's one more that I can't think of right now, and I've never been to There's it. There's two more um, actually. There's uh, 50s primetime, 50s which primetime. I've heard, I've heard good things about, um, and I don't know if it's necessarily the food. I know that I think the fried chicken might be popular there, mm-hmm. um, but the theming that goes into that, yeah, for sure, is very popular. Um, whereas if you don't, if you're unaware, the the um, the waitress or the, the servers are going to kind of act like your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll tell you to finish your peas. If you don't <laughs> finish all of your peas, that type of thing. Um, that And then right next door is Hollywood and Vine, mm-hmm. which has a really bad rap. Uh, <laughs> I have not heard how it is now since it's re- it reopened. Mm-hmm. Um, we ate there. Oh, gosh. I think that was 2016 when we ate there. And... And it was it was good. It was a buffet. It was good. Um, you know, the kids enjoyed seeing the characters as part of the character meal. Um, so, I think you have some options. I don't want you know. I'm gonna give the numbers to Hollywood Studios again, um, because, like you said, there's there's only the one signature but you do have those sit downs. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that being said, when I think of Hollywood studios, I'm not thinking about eating anything, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going there for food. I'm not thinking, Oh, we're going to be at Hollywood studios. I want to go to this. Um, now I did not eat at docking bay seven this last time around, but we did get Ronto wraps at Ronto's roasters in the morning. And we were really happy with those. We thought those were good. That's a quick service meal. That's just, you know, you could even call it a snack if you wanted to. Um, but I've I've seen some people eat it at Docking Bay 7, um, which is the Star Wars eatery. Um, again, it's a pretty much a quick service. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've heard mixed reviews on it. So I have not eaten there. I had a glass of water in there just so I could see the... <laughs> the inside but um i have not actually eaten any of the food um you know i don't i think did you guys eat it at abc commissary the last time 
I I genuinely most of the time go and eat at ABC Commissary just because it's it's a decent place to go eat and it's never too busy. Um, and so that's actually where I usually go. But again, it's just kind of like a. I mean, it's meant to be that way. It's supposed to feel like a cafeteria, but it feels like a cafeteria. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, you've got all those quick service, but there's nothing that we're pointing to and saying that's a good quick service. Mm-hmm. We ate at Woody's Lunchbox, and my kids are still talking about how they enjoyed it. Um, you know, you get the loaded. Um, potato barrels <laughs> at disney um which i thought were really good and the but i think the item there that everyone's wanting is the pop tarts mm-hmm. that they have um but again it's not standing out right and even hollywood uh hollywood brown derby i've heard people say you know oh, their cob salad's good um the grapefruit cake's good but I don't hear people say like, it's really worth going there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's flip it. Let's look at animal kingdom. We've spent a lot of time talking about the food at Hollywood studios now. Um, animal kingdom. I can right away say, I want to go to Yak and Yeti. My wife and I were actually <laughs> talking about it um, before we recorded. Uh, she was really hungry. Cause we had, we ate, ate dinner really late and she was like, I just want to go to Yak and Yeti. and i would love to right now go to well that's because i'm in wisconsin but i would love to go to (laughs) right now um so that's one place that we still talked about right that we've been to uh i know tiffin's is very popular Mm -hmm. there is a character meal of tusker house that is really popular Mm -hmm. um and then you've got uh uh the barbecue place, Flame Tree Barbecue. Flame Tree Barbecue, which is yep. a quick ser- service that is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they've got quite a few places. Oh, and I'm uh, how can I forget Satuli Canteen? Yeah, I mean one of the, probably one of the best quick services on property. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think you guys can already hear from my point of view. I'm going for Animal Kingdom. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, obviously, I agree. And uh, for I mean, pretty much every everything you just said, uh, you named all the big hitters. Um, even like places like Pizza Fari is pretty decent. Um, I don't know. It's just if it, it feels like there's a bigger emphasis on food. Maybe um, like they kind of decided that food was going to be important and it was kind of woven into uh the theme that they had um so that that's always very fun to have and and even even things like even some of their quick service options like are are real good uh whereas i just can't really say that too much about uh hollywood studios it just doesn't seem like anything really stands out i feel like the the place that i i've always wanted to go which I've never been able to get a reservation for, um, is the um, is the the sci-fi drive-in theater. Just just purely because you get to sit in a car and and watch a movie while you eat. But I mean, that's the that's the only one that that really sticks out to me. And I've been able to go in there actually. The first couple of times I went to Disney, that was the place I went and ate because. 
I was aware of it, I guess. Um, I don't, the food wasn't memorable though. Mm. Like I don't recall what I even ate, <laughs> um, but I remember enjoying it and having, you know, a good time because I was able to sit in a car and watch these old movies. Right. right. Yeah. So, um, and of course that goes back to when you could just walk up and get a table. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to get a reservation 60 days in it or 180 days or whatever it may, may be, but yeah, but um, dining or dining, <laughs> dining definitely goes to Animal Kingdom um, for pretty much everything Brian said. Um, it's a very good place for dining. I feel like there's more of an emphasis on dining there, um, and it's real hard to to find some place that's pretty bad. Whereas I feel like you can go to Hollywood Studios and and kind of stumble over <laughs> some, some bad food <laughs> while you're there. So um, somebody's screaming at us right now. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Hollywood studios has great food. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> of course, of course, some, someone's yelling at us, but this is uh, <laughs> our, our informed decision on uh, <laughs> Hollywood studios. Um, and if you if you have a problem with it, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yell at us, yell at us on Facebook. Um, but moving on, we're gonna go into park layout. Um, this one is kind of like how how manageable is the park? Kind of like how does the does the park make sense? Um, do you ever get lost? Um, how easy is it to get to stuff? Um, one thing that um, Walt Disney really emphasized when he was making his parks uh, was that kind of hub and spoke uh, type layout, like making sure everything was uh, nicely laid out. You, you always knew where stuff was in relation to other things just because of how the whole park was. Um, and so going with that, we're going to kind of uh, critique these two parks and, and how they're laid out. Um, so I, I kind of want to talk about Hollywood studios first. Um, and that's because out of all of the parks, uh, I just think Hollywood studio was just studios was just hastily put together, which is funny because that's kind of how Epcot was put together, <laughs> but, um, it's just, I don't know. Uh, I still get kind of confused about the layout of where things are. Um, just kind of like looking at the park and like understanding where things sit. Um, I definitely think that the main street isn't really main street. I feel like um, main street at Hollywood studios is, is Hollywood Boulevard, which is the, um, the lane that kind of leads up towards um, tower terror and rock and roller coaster. Um, so it's just, it's kind of a weird hodgepodge of a park. Um, I mean, and it doesn't help that the park almost immediately went through, um, some growing pains of like, at first it was kind of a studio, uh, and then it kind of wasn't, and then like stuff was sitting around dormant and they didn't know what to do with things. And so they just kind of started like remaking the whole park layout. Um, and so I've, I've just never really vibed on the layout of Hollywood studios. I just feel like it's, uh, 
it's difficult to get places um it's kind of difficult to wrap your head around uh how to navigate that park um and so i've just never really in enjoyed the way that it's laid out it's never really kind of been like from here i can easily get to here or from like like this is kind of like the main area we can hang out here and then go here uh, i always end up maybe it's just how much i love tower of terror and rock and roller coaster but it's just hanging out on hollywood boulevard out there um that just kind of feels like home for the park and it's really kind of just like off to the right like it's just you really you you go down like the main street area i'm doing air quotes main street area and then then you hit hollywood boulevard and that really i mean that's where i take all my pictures the same way that people take pictures of the castle as they're walking down main street that's what people do with tower of terror um and that's what's kind of funny is i do feel like tower of terror is the weenie for that park uh if you don't know what weenie means uh <laughs> weenie is like the big um the big thing that catches your eye uh at a theme park um the castle cinderella's castle is the weenie um animal kingdom the weenie is the tree of life epcot the weenie is um spaceship earth uh and the weenie for hollywood studios i would say is tower of terror and the sad thing is is that tower of terror is just tucked out at the end of hollywood boulevard just kind of away from everything else um so you kind of it's weird it, it feels like you backtrack when you when you go to this park because you i always end up just taking that right and going towards hollywood studio or going towards tower terror and rock and roller coaster and kind of like most of the time starting my day there and then having to backtrack through everything else um so it's just kind of a it's a weird layout um i just feel like when they first put it together it was supposed to be something different than what it ended up being and they just kind of kept adding on to the park and adding on and just that original idea never really happened or was was really utilized and so it just ended up being kind of like an amalgamation of like all of these different things that were going on um and so that just the layout itself just never really panned out in a way that makes sense and if you go, uh, if I'm remembering the Imagineering story well enough, um, you know, it was Eisner's idea to open this park. Um, and actually, it was originally thought as, gosh, I'm trying to remember exactly how they were doing that. But it was like, let's do this piece of entertainment or piece of attraction of some sort. And he said, why don't we make a full park out of it, a full studio out of it, right? And then they said, okay, we can do a half-day park out of it. And that was the original plan. But then Eisner would come to him with, oh, I thought about this. Or how about we do that? Or, And so you're right. Like, it was kind of thrown together in pieces. It, it kind of, you know, the as they were working, more things came, kept coming at them. And they kept trying to fit it all together. Um, as far as the weenie, I don't know the truth and I, I hesitate to say this, but I feel like there's enough, enough there that, um, I don't think Disney has the license to be able to use the Chinese theater as their weenie. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And it, I mean, that goes back to before Tower of Terror was used. Um, originally, it was the water tower, the Earful Tower. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the weenie that you saw being marketed everywhere. And then when they took that down, it went to the Tower of Terror. I mean, why not change it to the Chinese theater at that point? But they didn't, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've got a marquee. Uh, ride inside of the Chinese theater now and they're not marketing that as the face of the the park so Mm -hmm. I think there could be some truth to the fact that they don't have the license to be able to do that Um, uh, my mind runs sometimes and I've got so much that I would like to say about it but that's too much of a tangent right now (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and that makes a lot of sense. And I, I guess I've never really thought of it that way. I, the Hollywood Studios has kind of always been. I mean, it was the uh, Earful Tower for a while, uh, but then it's just always been Tower of Terror. Uh, that's always kind of been the big weenie for me for that park. Um, and I don't know. I mean, growing up, that was always the thing, and it's still kind of currently that way. Um, but I've never really thought about that. I've never thought that possibly they just don't have the rights to be able to market the Chinese theater in that way. Uh, they probably have, I mean, obviously they have the rights to build it, um, but possibly it's just to be like a recreation, like they can't be using it in any promotional um, advertisements or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know if we've gotten too far off off track here. But we're supposed to be comparing it back to Animal Kingdom, right? Correct. Um, um, but I would agree with you. Like it, you have the den down by Tower of Terror. You've got that weird interchange from, like the main. I, I guess if you want to call it the hub in the middle by the Chinese Theater, but it's a weird interchange that goes from there over to Toy Story Land, right? You don't go out into a land you go like out into the left mm-hmm. and then another right you know and you go past what they're calling now Munisterberg, which is another dead end um which makes no sense to me why would <laughs> why is there a dead end you know mm-hmm. um but then they do have the big loop when it c- comes to star wars and, and toy story mm-hmm. um so I, I would agree, though. It's kind of weird. And then last part I'll say about it is that you've got Echo Lake and you've got the eateries on the other side of the lake. I have no reason to go over there unless I'm eating there. Right. Right. Exactly. I went back and bought um, some snacks this last trip um, back in that area. And I was like, I never come back here. Like, <laughs> I've, I'd never come back here. There's no reason for me to come over here. Uh, so the upsetting part to me was that I realized after the fact that the stand that I bought from had actual movie props from the Rocketeer, which <laughs> was one movie that I loved as a kid. So, um, a little disappointed that I missed looking at that while I was standing there. Um, but <laughs> let's look at animal kingdom. Like animal kingdom is odd, right? But while it's odd, it still has that circular motion to it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're going to Dino Land first or uh, 
to Pandora, you can still make your circle. And why I say odd is you've got that weird entrance. They don't have the typical Main Street type of entrance, right? It's a discovery area. Like I always try to tell people, this is a park of discovery. They want you to slow down. They want you to look at what's going on. They want you to find things. That's why there's all these trails. So when you come in, that's what they're trying to set up in this case, is they want you to slow down and start taking a look around and get that into your head. Um, obviously, that's not working because people are trying to get to Flight of Passage right away so they can be <laughs> the first ones on it and not have to waste half their day there. But that aside, <laughs> that's what they're trying to do. Um, so once you get through that initial if you want to call it main street area and you get to the tree of life, you've got your big circle, you've got your hub and almost spoke. Mm -hmm. There's not quite the spokes. There are a couple of bridges that allow you to come back to the, the main area in front of the tree of life. If you want to get there. Um, but for the most part, you've got your circular pattern, which I appreciate because you can pick a direction and work your way around and not have to be running all over the park. Mm -hmm. Which yeah, and I don't I, feel like you can do at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and I feel like that kind of came from um I mean it's it's definitely a hub and spoke style park, uh, but it doesn't have I mean it's got maybe a couple spokes. Uh, but you're totally right. You you basically just kind of pick a side and then meander through uh typically before i would actually usually go right um uh, and hit dino land and kind of come around and hit all that stuff um but now usually i've been going left because you want to go to pandora right away um and then you can uh go up through africa um harambe and everything um so that's that's kind of what i've been doing but that's the thing is that you kind of pick which side you want to go to first uh, and then you make your way around. And when you think about it, um, it, this might be different for you, but when I think about it, that's usually what I do at, at Magic Kingdom. Um, sometimes I'll use those spokes in the hub and spokes plan if I want to beeline off to somewhere. Like if I want to, if I'm like, uh, I want to go eat in Tomorrowland. Let's make a beeline to Tomorrowland. Uh, I'll I'll go through the middle area uh, with the castle and everything. Um, some might call it the hub, but for the most part, um, if I'm having a leisurely stroll around Magic Kingdom, I'm going around that loop. Basically, just pick a side and then let the lands take me through. Um, they they just they plan that out so well. Um, and they did that same thing with Animal Kingdom, where they just planned out how you're n navigating around the park so well, all the way down to, you mentioned it, these paths that kind of take you into the park. Um, and we haven't really talked about reveals that much, um, about kind of how things are, mainly because um, Hollywood Studios just doesn't really have great reveals until you start getting back to um star wars land um i mean yeah. that one has some pretty decent decent reveals but the the reveal for the tree of life at animal kingdom is great 
um, you kind of meander through all these these paths. Uh, you make your way uh, into that hub area, uh, and then you're you're right there with the um, the tree of life. And it's cool because you kind of you're you're the tree of life is almost at eye level, and then slowly you make your way down towards it, and then all of a sudden it looks massive. Um, Disney's really good at that. Um, so it's kind of like you, you're able to get a great view of the tree of life right away as you're coming through. And then the closer you get to it, the more monumental it starts to look, um, which is, which I is always down that hill. That oh, bridge yeah. right there. It's yeah, so good. I love that view. So it's, uh, I just, I mean, definitely a lot more thought was put into, um, the layout of this park. Um, definitely. <laughs> Definitely something to think about um, while you're going through that park is to kind of like look at how how things are catching your eye and and um, the transitions from area to area. That's definitely something that um, talk about Walt some more. That's definitely something Walt had going on even in Disneyland, um, even back in the '50s when when he was making his park. That was something that was on his mind. Um, and so it's it's nice to see that, that that happened again at Animal Kingdom in in such a great way. Um, it's really cool to kind of walk from uh, Harambe kind of through like the Asia area and then kind of see how uh, there's a like a look like a little monument like a statue that is actually exact. It mirrors Everest. So if you look at it from a certain angle, uh, it will mirror exactly the mountain. Um, and that's like you're not even quite you you're like on the other side of like the lake area um and that's just just theming is is woven all around and 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 it's all about how this whole park was laid out um so that it can be the best park that it could possibly be um so i i would say that this point definitely goes to animal kingdom uh and kind of by a landslide <laughs> <laughs> Um, I yeah, I think we were a little biased against against Hollywood Studios there when you talk about it. But I mean, I just dead ends drive me crazy. So mm -hmm. that's where I'm gonna go. So yes, Animal Kingdom, I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, I kind of talked about it a little bit already. Um, but our the next category that we're gonna talk about is theming. Um. And this one again, I kind of have uh, have a strong feeling towards one. However, uh, you may be able to sway me to either side. Um, now, I'll let you know what I'm talking about here. the The layout to um, Hollywood Studios is atrocious, uh, <laughs> but the the theming in some of these individual areas are off the charts. Um, and now that's we're, we're I'm going to get a little technical on you guys. Um, so if we're, if we're talking about theming and we're trying to kind of like decide which, which park is better with theming, um, there are two ways to look at this. We can look at it as one, which one has better themed areas. Um, like which which park has themed areas that are better that are just like like they punch you in the face and like you just feel immersed um and 
it's just hard to know that you're in a theme park. I feel like both these parks have that. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, Hollywood Studios does a good job of theming their areas. Um, I mean, Star Wars Land, I feel like is the best themed area I've been to. Um, Pandora is right next to it. Um, just gives it a real run for its money, but just kind of the the layout of um, Star Wars Land just does such a good job, um, and it just really feels like like you're in a Star Wars movie and you're you're in a Star Wars story, um, and so just just the theming just there alone. Um, so sometimes uh, I know we don't like to talk about these other parks. Um, I mean, I, I do like to talk about them, but <laughs> uh, Universal Studios and Harry Potter Land, I could, and it, this happens a lot, where I just ignore literally everything else in that park and just run back to Harry Potter Land, and I'm like in my happy place because I love Harry Potter, and that land is themed so well uh, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically the reason some people will go to Universal Studios. Um, and it was that way for a while. They're kind of up in their game now with, with um, new rides and stuff like that. But that's kind of how that land is um, almost to the nth degree uh, at Disney with Star Wars Land. Now, the cool thing is that it's actually in a pretty decent park. So <laughs> there are other areas you can go to like Toy Story Land. I feel like the theming in Toy Story Land could be plussed a little bit. But still, um, walking in and seeing a giant Buzz and a giant Woody is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood Boulevard, uh, I feel like, is very cool. I feel like the theming there is is great, especially as you're you're walking up to Tower Terror and stuff like that, like that whole area. Um, but let me stop you there because the theming on that street would be a lot better if those streetmosphere characters were back because they having the barker and having the the little truck that they'll drive up and down the street once in a while and and just the guys and the and the the i don't know the girls from like the 20s mm-hmm. out on the street like just kind of getting the crowd moving and talking and that really brings that street together when i was there in April and it was we didn't have that it was it was lacking very was very noticeable to me like I just wanted to blinders on get to Tower of Terror or in our case rock and roller coaster because we skipped Tower of Terror um and so you know it was kind of blinders (laughs) on let's go and it never really there was never anything to stop me and pull me into the shops or even to look at it like you know, there's a really cool car on one side, um, but there was nothing that really did that to me. So we need to get those streamers for characters back. Sorry, I would, tangent there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Box, I, I would <laughs> I would totally agree. Uh, I feel like for me, um, I'm a shopper. I, I tend to go into the shops anyways. Uh, and even going into those shops and just how well organized everything is uh i mean that's the weird thing is that it just feels like main street there if it feels like that should be the main street of the park uh, but it isn't (laughs) (laughs) um but i i maybe that's why i i like it so much and even 
even without the streetmosphere characters, I, I really enjoy it. Just like kind of how everything leads up to Tower of Terror. Um, and then you've got Rock and Roller Coaster just to the left. Something that is kind of weird now uh, is that there is that weird, the like cars attraction back there. And it, mm. for me, it always just kind of feels like I'm going backstage because that was always backstage for me. Like, the park stopped at rock and roller coaster. Like I, I had never been able to kind of go back there. And even, I mean, this has been out for a little bit, um, but I still kind of feel like that's weird. And I'm going backstage, even though I'm not, but even, even with that, I feel like, like the theming for Hollywood uh, Boulevard is, is very fun. Um, even into the, the theming around, um, the echo lake area is very cool um that's kind of like you've got the older star wars attraction uh star tours um and you've got the indiana jones area i feel like that is all themed very well towards movies um i'm sure something's going to happen to that to that area because it's i just feel like it's not a movies park anymore i feel like it's an immersion park uh, and that's kind of what they're they're trying to do um but I, it's hard because I do feel like the theming in like the individual areas for Hollywood Studios is strong, very strong. However, the cohesiveness of the park theme itself is hard. And I understand that they're in a huge transition into what the park will be um even though it's it's all kind of over now and it's nice and settled and um a lot of they've kind of moved their their um sites onto epcot for their their big um uh change over and everything however i just i don't think that park is done changing um i don't think it's i mean it's it's never gonna stop changing but i just think there's bigger plans in the works for what that park could be i mean at least i hope <laughs> um but that's the thing is that i've just never really thought that the cohesive theme to that park and it, and i don't think it's like the imagineer's fault because it, it was it's just it's original idea of being an, a hollywood of the east just like never panned out like not even close like it just uh, <laughs> like Ernest saves christmas like that's that's like the only movie i can think of that was filmed there uh and i know that only because i'm a disney nerd um but it just like Lilo just never was created there though yeah yep correct um i was actually talking to my girlfriend the other day and we and, and she reminded me of that um we were talking about there were actually three uh, films that were made that were uh, animated there, but it was just never like I don't know that idea of making it an immersive area to go and experience movie making just never never panned out, and so they scrapped that almost immediately. And then it was just like, how do we make this park work? And it's still happening today like you're still kind of feeling the effects of that failed experiment um that happened in that park um and it it sucks because like we've said in this in this um 
list already, it's got some of the best rides. And consistently, I mean, even there, there have been some rides that have come and gone that I've loved at that park. So it consistently gets uh, some of the best rides in, on property, yet it just doesn't it just doesn't have a cohesive theme yet, even though it's probably probably the most exciting park um, even now with with its terrible layout and it, nothing to eat. <laughs> but it's just it's it's a very exciting park. It's just doesn't it just doesn't mesh. And it's just it just doesn't have an identity. That's kind of what it's. Hollywood Studios is suffering an identity crisis, but it's figuring itself out. <laughs> it's figuring <laughs> its life out currently. Um, so big movies that were filmed at Hollywood Studios, like you said, Ernest Saves Christmas, or how about mm -hmm. From the Earth to the Moon, or the big blockbuster. Passenger 57. <laughs> um, and don't forget Splash 2. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which did not have Tom Hanks or Daryl Hannah. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, and they, I mean, they did animate Lilo and Stitch, as I said. They animated Mulan there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I have to say it. Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, the the movie that was made for like the ride or whatever, they did that there. And like that one, I remember that one coming out in the 90s and spending a lot of time watching it because I was just into watching that stuff. I couldn't go to Disney at that time. So when that came out and I was like, Oh, this brand new ride. And then the, they have this cool movie that goes with it, you know? Um, so anyway, I had to bring that up, but you know, you're right. The, the park is having an identity crisis. Um, I, I don't know. It, it'll, I think it always has kind of had that crisis going on even when they first opened um, because with these movies that were being made, it was always a thing of, we need to keep something being made there so that it seems like it's a working studio. Cause that's what Eisner really wanted at the time, a working studio. He wanted there to be somebody, a star of some sort walking around. And if there wasn't, he was trying to find a way to get somebody in that park just so that it seemed like there was something going on. Um, you know, that, that right there, they're, they're working hard. They're working too hard at it. So I don't know if we've talked about it too long, but, you know, like you said, the way animal kingdom is set up and the way it flows from land to land, it just feels better to me. Um, you could even take, let's take Pandora and let's cut it out and set it aside. Let's take Star Wars. Let's cut it out and set it aside. Let's not consider those two. Think about the park, the parks otherwise. Hollywood Studios is a mess, right? <laughs> it's a mess. Like, oh yeah, you have you have a kid's backyard. You have um, old Hollywood, 
And then you have, like, I think they're calling it, Aunt, well, I guess they call it like Muppets Courtyard, right? On the mm-hmm. other side, you got Muppets mixed with Star Wars. Because you got you still got Star Tours sitting there. Yep. You know, and I don't know what to think of Echo Lake. What I don't know what that <laughs> is, you know? So, um, it's still a mess. Mm-hmm. But when you take Pandora out, you've still got Discovery Island flowing into Africa, flowing around to Asia. And we won't talk about Dino Land. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it kind of, it's still very cohesive and it all still makes sense to what the park is doing. Mm-hmm. So, another nod to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> I feel like I want to, and, and, and that's the hard thing is how do you, how do you look at it is, is the whole park themed very well or are these individual areas themed very well? Uh, I feel like if I was looking at themed individual areas, I'd have to give the nod to Hollywood studios, but really only just because of, Star Wars land. <laughs> Just how well that that's put together. And then the fact that it does have um, some pretty decently themed areas around it. However, just, just the way that everything ebb and flows out at animal kingdom is just great. And just the, the way everything is put together there, this is put together with so much care and so much detail. Um, even even down to like telephone wires being a mess and like understanding that like this is poverty like this is what this is supposed to look like um so it's just the amount of detail uh that is in that is amazing but i mean just walking around star wars land and seeing fighters and seeing giant holes ripped into the sides <laughs> of a mountain with blasters is is just just that alone, just walking in, in through that area and just like wreckage and then like walking in and seeing like a rebel base. Uh, it just, it, it hits me in the feels <laughs> you, you walk in and, and, and the big weenie there would have to be, I mean, I would say that they're the mountains, but the weenie for me is I just go straight to that X-wing. I, I see that X-wing and I have to go look at it. Um, Cause that's just so cool. So it's it's hard. I, I was making a beeline for the Falcon, so <laughs> that's yes, that's always very cool. And I mean, I mean, the the attention to detail in that that area is just amazing. We we talk about Pandora and how um, they have a lot of really good sound dampening, uh, and I'm not talking about foam. Um, I'm talking about how as you walk into those areas just the sound of of pandora takes over like you can't hear the outside world you hear the sounds of pandora um that is um really apparent in star star wars land uh if you ever spend enough time there you'll start to realize what's happening um and i noticed this once um they have speakers on top of buildings and they make it sound like ships are passing over your head it's insane I lo- lost my mind when I noticed that. I was just like, <laughs> this is insane. This is crazy. Um, the fact that they're doing that, um, it's just crazy. Uh, but it's just attention to detail. 
I mean, it's Disney, so obvi- obviously it's going to be there. Um, so, and that's kind of why it's so hard to kind of give this to Animal Kingdom um, because of how well themed certain areas are in Hollywood Studios, but just Hollywood Studios still doesn't know what it is. So uh, I feel like I do have to have to give this one to Animal Kingdom because of how well themed and laid out um, that whole park is. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, you know, as I said before, a nod to Animal Kingdom. Um, it's so hard because Star Wars is so near and dear to my heart. And I agree the theming there is amazing. But, you know, as I had pointed out, you take out Pandora and you take out Star Wars and I have to give it to Animal Kingdom. For sure, for sure. Now the the last um the last section that we're gonna talk about is entertainment. And um we're gonna do this based on what has been there before. Um because a lot of that is gone and a lot of that has been taken away, uh like shows and stuff like that. Um but we're gonna we're gonna do it based on pre-COVID, um, just because that's what the full package usually would be at these parks. Um and I, I do feel like there's a, there's a pretty clear winner to this one. Um, and maybe it's, maybe it's because uh, this park is just more, I don't know, it's just more geared towards entertainment in this way. Um, but I, I would definitely have to say that Hollywood Studios has better entertainment um, that you can find over uh, Animal Kingdom. Um, I would, I mean, you, you've got, Beauty and the Beast, uh, you've got Fantasmic, um, you've got uh, most of the time you have Streetmosphere characters out there just like roaming about, um, putting on a show. And these, these, these are shows, they pretty much post up in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard, put on a show, and take you with them. They're, they're including you, and that's that's not really something you, you get a lot. I mean, you'll, um, Definitely, you'll you'll kind of be included into things like janitors, um, shows and stuff like that, where like they kind of have crowd participation. But these streetmosphere characters will literally pull you on stage uh, in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard and put you into the um, show that they're they're putting on. So that's that's always very fun. Um, you've got the Frozen Ever, or not Frozen Ever After, um, or is that what it's called? The the Frozen it's a Frozen Sing Along. Frozen Sing Along. Um, that's a great production. Uh, very fun. Um, you do have, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like the Disney junior, um, not like bear in the big blue house, but (laughs) it's the, um, there is a bear in the big blue house. There might be. No, it's a, uh, dance party now, I believe. Yeah. Um, Disney junior dance party. Yeah. Disney junior dance party. Um, but there's just so many, um, opportunities there um to go and see entertainment um uh and it's all it's all very cool i mean just beauty and the beast alone that's that's literally a stage show um flip that around um the biggest show i can really think of uh is finding nemo now that being said uh Finding Nemo is probably the best show on property. I mean, other than stuff like Cirque du Soleil and stuff like that, uh, the best show that's in a park. Um, 
And so, but that's the thing is that running through, I mean, other than we've got streetmosphere acts that kind of happen in Harambe. Um, and then you've got um, the Lion King show, uh, Festival of the Lion King, uh, which again is another really great show. But I mean, other than that, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, you've got Festival of the Lion King, which is terrific. Uh, you've got Finding Nemo. Um, Burudika, I always loved watching um, from, well, as you said, in Harambe. And, you know, they used to have some great performers up by the Discovery Trading Post, um, which you don't get that now. Um, and I think that harp, the guy that played the harp, I think they had let him go before COVID. So, you know, that kind of, that's a knock on the park, you know. Um, when you first, when we first started talking about it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to give this to Animal Kingdom. Easy. Because Finding Nemo and because Festival of Lion King. But you've got Frozen Sing Along. You've got Beauty and the Beast, you've got the Little Mermaid show, which was a placeholder and is now 20 years running, <laughs> right? It wasn't supposed to last, and it just keeps hanging on, and it's mm -hmm. still popular. Uh, my daughter, my daughters and my wife went and saw it and loved it. Um, when we were there back in 2016, they got to do that. And, um, you know, so... Earlier, I was I was saying when you look at pure numbers of rides, you gotta give it to Hollywood Studios because of numbers. So in this case, again, Hollywood Studios has a lot more, right? And so hopefully, as Animal Kingdom starts realizing that they need to add stuff, because they do. They, I mean, it's a half day park right now especially since I got rid of rivers of light and because dino land is suffering, there's, you know, as much as I try to defend it, it's suffering. <laughs> um, I believe I read this week. I haven't been able to take the time to read um, into every detail, but I read a, a headline that said that they've removed all the dinosaur merchandise from animal kingdom. As in know. like, as in like that land or as in, like dinosaur the movie again i wasn't able to watch all of it but you know like you know the dinosaur ride is supposed to be partly because of the dinosaur movie right mm -hmm. so you know it something's changing there something's happening i don't know what that is mm -hmm. um but they they recognize that dinosaurs hurting dino land is hurting right now um and I go back to my, or, you know, if you go back to the episode we did where we rethemed Dino Land and, and tried to tie things together, I think they could really do something in that land and with the infrastructure that they already have. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and that would be a great place to put a show, you know. Um, so we're not here to defend a place because, it, you know, we, of what they could add. We're trying to decide what it is right now mm -hmm. and so as i said i originally was leaning towards animal kingdom because of those two wonderful shows but when you really stack it up against hollywood studios 
those shows are really good as well and very popular. Um, the Frozen sing-along has been put together very well um, and is very entertaining. So, you know, it stacks up. It stacks up. And when you look at them, I agree with you. You got to go stop Hollywood Studios here. Yeah, and e- even just kind of looking at the fact that or at that Animal Kingdom doesn't have a nighttime spectacular. It really doesn't have that thing that uh, and I also kind of I was I was watching something today that that kind of said like, hey, you're not going to have to deal with crowds leaving Animal Kingdom because there's nothing that keeps you there until a certain time. Like it's it's they don't have like a show that ends and then everybody leaves. It's just when people have decided they've had enough of Animal Kingdom, they just they leave on their own. And that's, and that's for the people that aren't aware, they do have a Tree of Life Awakenings, mm-hmm. which was always more popular to watch than that River of Lights show that was supposed to be so spectacular. Um, but that's on like a 15 minute loop, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's not keeping you there. You can watch it and leave. You can do something, come watch it and leave. So yeah, it's, it, that's what it is right now. Mm-hmm. I think the last time I watched that now, this, these are COVID crowds that I was dealing with, but I think the last time I watched that, I was standing in a group of maybe 15 people and I walked up on it and I was like, Oh yeah, this is a thing. And so it's, you just don't have anything like that happening. And then you've got Fantasmic, which is Fantasmic. Like, <laughs> uh, if if I could see Fantasmic again, I w- I would be so happy. Uh, I haven't been able to the past couple times I've gone, um, and I really want to. Like the I've only seen it once, and yet I'm here talking about it as if it's my favorite thing in the world, and I see it every time I go. But that's just how great that show was, and. I hear all the time about the things that they're going to be doing to plus phantasmic. Um, and it's just such a, such a cool show. Uh, and the fact that, that Hollywood studios has that, uh, and has their own, um, like nighttime spectacular. Also, we're not even, I mean, I haven't even mentioned, um, the things that they do for star Wars. They, they have, uh, had in the past star Wars fireworks, They've also had in the past, um, they have a special Christmas um, pageant type thing that they do um, there in like that, that middle area. They make it snow. I don't even, I don't know if they're still doing that because of COVID. I mean, technically they could, they could make the snow sanitizing snow uh, because spoiler alert, the snow is soap. Don't try to eat the snow at Disney (laughs) when it snows. Because it's just flakes of snow soap, uh, so don't try to eat it. That's that's your 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 look back into the the, the tech realm of Disney. But that it's just some the things that they do for entertainment at Hollywood Studios far exceeds um, the things that they do at Animal Kingdom, and I think a lot of that kind of can go towards the fact that Animal Kingdom tends to close earlier. I mean, you can't really. You can't really do too much um, when you're open from like like nine to seven. Um, it's it's kind of hard to kind of keep people around and 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 do something real big for them. Um, 
in that time frame. So it's still, it just kind of seems like there's nothing. There's a lot of exciting things happening in the park, but there's just no one thing that kind of keeps you there till a certain time or like makes you want to like, you, you don't, you're not going to sit and watch fireworks at animal kingdom. Um, just, they don't have anything like that. Whereas Hollywood studios is consistently doing uh, these really cool things uh, in, in the park, things that sometimes can rival um, magic kingdom and magic kingdom is the, the staple for nighttime spectaculars. I mean, you had wishes, you've got happily ever after you've got the Halloween stage shows, you've got the Christmas stage shows. Um, I just feel like Hollywood studios is doing stuff just like that. Whereas animal kingdom just doesn't really, doesn't really have anything like that. I, I do enjoy Pandora at night, but then that's just theming. That's, that's a theming element. That's nothing that they've like really put put out there to entertain you. Um, so I mean, yeah, I just definitely give this to Hollywood Studios. Totally agree. Um, yeah, Fantasmic was one I used to always say it was the best show that they had, um, and that was until I saw some of the other stuff that they had, like Happily Ever After when that came along. But mm-hmm. It's always blown me away. So, um, yeah, I completely agree that we have to go with Hollywood Studios here. So, uh, let me tabulate what we got going on here. Looks like Animal Kingdom is the winner with three out of the five sections. Uh, We can go ahead and recap on that. Rides we gave to Hollywood Studios. Dining we gave to Animal Kingdom. Park layout we gave to Animal Kingdom. Theming we gave to Animal Kingdom. And entertainment we gave to Hollywood Studios. Um, Now, if I were to walk up to you and hand you a ticket and say, you can go to Animal Kingdom or you can go to Hollywood Studios, where are you going? Hollywood Studios. <laughs> All day, right? All day. It's that's not even the a issue. <laughs> yes, that's what's that's what's so crazy is that um and I don't know if that's and that's the that's the funny thing is is I kind of had an inkling of that this is kind of how we were going. Um I knew Brian was the Ryan was a wild card and that he was gonna have his own opinions, but most of his opinions totally aligned with mine. Uh, I don't know why I was worried. Um but that's the thing is that on paper Animal Kingdom is the better park. But in our hearts, Hollywood Studios is the better park. It's uh well and for me, Star Wars. Like mm. mic drop. I'm sorry, that that's gonna do it for me. I could spend two days in on Galaxy's Edge and not even blink, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel that for all of the talk that we do about Star Wars Land and Pandora. Um, I I do in my heart of hearts feel like Pandora can go toe to toe with Star Wars Land. It's got some amazing theming. It's got some amazing rides. It's just hard. It's it's Star Wars Land is just just definitely better. Um, Best themes themed area 
I've I've been to. I would have to say, I mean, this we're not starting another list, but I'd have to say for me, uh, best themes themed lands I've been to would have to go Star Wars Land, Harry Potter Land, Avatar Land, and then uh, Africa in Animal Kingdom. Uh, definitely, those those are just themed so well. But that's 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 the thing. It's got better rides, and it's got Star Wars Land. Um, and I guess <laughs> I guess that it's it's kind of like what do you, what are you looking for in a park? Um, we can do another episode about why what makes these parks so good. Um, and that's the weird part is that you'd think that all of these things that we just talked about, dining, um, layout entertainment these would all be really important things to have a good theme park and disney always does these things fairly well but i mean it's when it comes down to it do you have rides and do you have star wars (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah yeah but now like i said i know there's somebody out there screaming at us right now saying you're nuts. Animal Kingdom's a better park. Or you're nuts. Why would you pick whatever over whatever? Whatever, you know, somebody's feeling different about us, about what we've said, right? So we need you to come out to Facebook. We need you to let us know that we're wrong and that we need to find another job. And <laughs> no, not that far, right? But Please come on out and let us know what you think about Animal Kingdom versus Hollywood Studios. This is the big showdown here. Let us know what you think. Definitely. It's and going to be I, and... on the Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was on me. So come on out to Facebook. Our group is Main Street. Our group is Miles from Main Street on Facebook, the community group, or just come out to our page. I always put a post out there uh, either a day or two after the new episode post asking for feedback, asking for you guys to let us know what you think. So come on out, let us know. We'd love to talk about it. If Facebook's not your thing, send us an email, miles from Main Street Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and I'm in, we're on Instagram as well. You can find us at miles from Main Street. Definitely. And we, we, as you heard in this episode, we can talk either way. We, we were talking both parks. We, we thought we had a conclusion, but we don't have a conclusion. So coming out and talk to us. Let's, let's figure this out together. We, we don't know where our heads are at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's keep the discussion going. But uh, it was a very good discussion. Uh, we'll definitely have more of these about, these uh the parks well we're gonna pit all the parks up against each other and see how they stack up uh and then we're gonna find uh the grand champion of of parks we're we're gonna figure that one out but uh that's all we have for you guys tonight we will see you next time on miles from main street thanks for tuning in if you enjoyed the show please rate us on itunes and subscribe 
email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com with any thoughts and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it. Mm-hmm.